Hello, everyone. This is Chris Barnett. Welcome to episode two of the Breaking Down Business podcast. Welcome to Breaking Down Business, a podcast produced on behalf of the Kent State College of Business Administration by adjunct marketing instructor and CEO of All Good Marketing, Christopher Barnett. In this series, we connect listeners to our experts who share the latest on high impact research and best practices in business. We bring relevant and timely business topics to you every other week. This is Breaking Down Business with your host, Chris Barnett. Hello, everyone. It's Chris Barnett, your host of Breaking Down Business. I'm happy that you're joining for this podcast. The demand for data analytics is increasing across all sectors of business. With that comes a need for more trained data analysts. But what exactly does data analytics entail? And what kind of skills does one need to pursue a career in the field? In this episode, we talk to our resident expert, Dr. Ruzbe Razevi, director of the Master of Science in Business Analytics program at Kent State's College of Business Administration. Dr. Razevi shares how he used data in his former career as a machine learning scientist, and how Kent State has developed an innovative business analytics program based on industry needs. If you want to know more about data analytics or are considering a career in the field, don't miss this episode. Very excited to have Dr. Ruzbe Rezevi join us today. Dr. Rezevi received his Master's of Science and PhD from the University of Essex, UK, he is currently a faculty member involved in the Master's in Business Analytics program at Kent State University. He's published more than 70 papers and journals and was the recipient of two Best Paper Awards. He's also an inventor, co-inventor of 30 patent applications in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. Dr. Rezevi, welcome to Breaking Down Business. Hi, good morning, Chris. Glad you're here with us today. So I know you've got some really exciting ways that you're applying data science techniques and business analytics. Before we get to that, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure, Chris. So I started as a machine learning scientist. So as you mentioned, I did my PhD in UK in computer science. My, my research during my PhD was mostly focused on machine learning, data mining, and optimization techniques. Once I finished my PhD, I joined Bell Laboratories as a machine learning scientist. And my work was focused on using machine learning and artificial intelligence algorithm for self-optimization and self-configuration of network devices. So as you know, the network uh, systems are becoming more and more complex, and therefore there is a need for uh, incorporating more intelligence into the network so that these devices can sort of like self-optimize and configure themselves to enhance the performance, but also to reduce the cost for wireless operators. So this was basically the start of my work in applying uh, machine learning algorithms. I knew that the applications for machine learning and artificial intelligence is really broad, and I wanted to explore other possibilities of ap applying these techniques uh, into other domains as well. You had that vision that there were uh, unlimited applications for machine learning, right? 
Sure, yeah. When I started working on these techniques in my PhD, my focus was mostly on the fundamental, you know, mathematical, you know, sort of uh, foundations of this technique. But as I progressed in my career, I noticed that there are so many different problems that can be solved uh, using artificial intelligence and uh, and machine learning. And and it was interesting because at the time, uh, there was the rise of the big data as well. So, the fuel for machine learning and data mining algorithm is data. And yeah. when it becomes easier for businesses, for corporations, and uh, for, for, uh, for all, all different domains to capture more data uh, at a more, at a more cost effective fashion, I realized that there's, there's a much bigger scope of applying these techniques in different domains. That had to be a pretty exciting revelation. It was. It was. I mean, if you think about it, many of the techniques we are talking about today, they existed many years ago. I mean, the principles of decision trees, neural networks, and all of those have been there. The fact that have made these algorithms more relevant to the business is because now it becomes easier for the organization from the technology and cost perspective mostly to capture the data. And also there has been the culture of being more reliant on data to make business decisions. And this is the sort of like the snowball effect that we have seen over the past, I would say, five, six years. So this is a recent rise. I mean, this is evolving in real time, kind of. Oh, yeah, very much so. Still, we are at the very early years of analytics. But, I mean, it's very interesting to see how much changes we have seen from 2010 to 2020. There's so much application, so many new companies, uh, and it's it's really exciting and fascinating to be to be working in the area of analytics uh, at this time. Well, and it sounds too like you had a vision ahead of the curve of the possibilities for uh, using data analytics in ways that it hadn't been used in the past. Can you tell us some of your experiences? Sure. So once I finished working at Bell Labs, I joined SAP as a senior data scientist. So SAP at the time was um, sort of establishing their advanced uh, predictive analytics team. I was a senior data scientist there. At SAP, I could see so many different uh, you know, applications of machine learning in different areas. Um, just to give you a few examples, as you asked, like I was working on a project sponsored by the Ministry of Health in Nigeria. We were working on predicting how Ebola would spread. How Ebola would spread. Yeah. So at the time, so we were talking about like 2014, where there was a significant outbreak of Ebola in West Africa. Part of the challenge was that uh, obviously there were limited medical resources on the ground and these resources need to be mobilized fairly quickly. In order to be able to do that, you would need to predict the direction at which the, the disease is most likely to be spread. And for me, I was very much familiar with the techniques, the algorithms and predictions, but applying those techniques to solve a problem as important as this, uh, it was it was really fascinating for me to be involved in that kind of project. We are saving lives, basically, by using the algorithms. Right. And later on, I joined Commonwealth Bank of Australia. I was the director of group decision science, working on a project to use alternative data for credit assessment for uh, individuals who, who lacked, uh, you know, sort of like establishing 
credit record. So if you think about it, yeah. nearly 52% of the adult world population do not have any credit standing. The reason for that is that because they have been, I mean, they did not have any credit history and therefore no bank would offer them any credit. And as a result of that, they could not build a credit, right? And this becomes like an unfortunate vicious cycle, right? So it becomes like a chicken and egg problem. Because of that, uh, these people, unfortunately, cannot get access to credit and they are only, um, so I mean, and then the only alternative for them would be um, some of the loan sharks. We were trying to do was to come up with other alternative data sources that can be used as a proxy um, to judge the credit worthiness of the applicants. Obviously, you can think about it. I mean, if you think about the 51% of the adult population in the war, I'm sure that a vast majority of those people are credit worthy. But because the, the traditional way we have been using sort of like, you know, modeling techniques, it didn't allow us to be able to assist their credit worthiness. Now, with advanced machine learning models, but also because we have additional data sources, now we are capable of providing credit to to those who deserve having the credit. And, you know, being exposed to these type of applications of data science, uh, it was personally very interesting for me. Right. Oh, very cool. You are trying to take this machine learning uh, data science and and extend the boundaries and apply them in new and exciting ways. How did you make that move to academia from the corporate world? Sure, that's a very good question, actually. So, I mean, to me, um, I always had this idea of coming to academia one day. So the way I was describing this to my wife was that this is the piece of chocolate for me that I want to keep for later. And she, she's different from me. She is the kind of person who is living in a moment always. And she was saying that, yes, the chocolate may be there, but you may not have the teeth to enjoy it. So it's really your passion. You should basically go for it now. I wanted to be part of a business school because for me, the applications of AI and machine learning was the most interesting part. Um, so I wanted to make sure that whatever I'm doing is going to be very applied. Um, and therefore, a business school would be a best fit for me. And then I saw that the Kent State University started a master in business analytics. This was a brand new program. And um, basically, I joined my now director of the program. How is the business analytics program there at Kent State designed differently from the programs you've, you've seen elsewhere? That's a very good question. Part of it goes back to my corporate experience as well. One of the reasons I decided to come back to, to academia was that as a data scientist, I could see that corporates are struggling to find, you know, talent in the area of analytics. And part of the reason for that was because as a data scientist or analytics professional, the industry is asking for something that has not been traditionally trained in, in, in academia. So we were looking for people who are, have a good understanding of statistics, machine learning, artificial intelligence, but also at the same time have some understanding of how these concepts can be implemented in computer programs. 
and at mm. the same time have a good understanding of the business and what are the a business problem be formulated as analytics. And this was kind of right. like the unicorn. You 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 were looking for a combination of factors, very difficult to find in one person. And because of that, it was very difficult to hire good data scientists when I was when I was trying to do so at Commonwealth Bank in SAP. So when I joined the Kent State Business School, I noticed that this is a brand new program that is being designed. So we had the chance to understand what the business requirements are, what are the needs of the industry, and to come up with the uh, curriculum that address those needs. So once I joined here, we form a consortium of our industry partners consisting of partners from industry from different domains, uh, from finance, from engineering, from service, transportation, and etc. to come up with a wish list of, for them if they wanted to hire a graduate level uh, sort of like analytics professional. And this includes sort of like data scientists, data analysts, quantitative analysts, a very broad range of, you know, people who are generally fall into the area of analytics. And from there, we sort of like map the requirements to what should be the learning objectives. And then from the learning objective to specific topics and from specific topics to the courses. One thing that would probably differentiate the program at Kent State uh, compared to similar program is that in many other universities I've seen that some other similar courses in the statistics or programming existed and some universities have kind of like prepackaged um, existing courses into analytics offering. Whereas in here, we started the whole process in 2016, 2017 from scratch. So all the courses is designed uh, completely as new courses. And the other thing was that we, we knew that this is a field that is going to change very rapidly and we needed to be agile. So the agile nature of the uh, the program, I think, is also something I would like to emphasize. I mean, from 2017 until now, we have revised the curriculum already twice. This is basically how we are differentiating ourselves. So it sounds like you've gotten a lot of input from outside resources as well as are using your own experience. What are the opportunities for career growth in business analytics? Sure. We already seen from 2012 when data scientist was called the sexiest job of the 21st century. And from then on, at the beginning, everybody was thinking that maybe it's a hype, maybe it's going to be something that the, the industry is experimenting with. Uh, but as we can see, year to year, we are seeing the growth in the field of analytics and uh, more and more demand in various areas related to analytics. So I think one main reason that uh, we believe the, the growth will continue is the availability of the data and all also the fact that the culture is now being established in almost every organization that decision needs to be based in data-driven sort of like approaches, but also the success stories that we hear from other companies who have been deploying these techniques uh, has helped other companies to move towards this direction as well. And the other thing I would say is, is a skill that is Really, you mean you can transfer whatever you learn to many different industries. I just gave you my personal journey, started yeah. as a machine learning scientist working in specifically in the technology area, and then in finance and banking and software development for SAP and et cetera. Um, so from my perspective, 
this is a field that uh, at least for the uh, for the for the many years to come, there would be a high demand for people involved in this area. What sectors are looking for this expertise? Yeah, very good question. Traditionally, we had some sectors that have been using analytics significantly, like insurances, you know, in the banking uh, sector, and some specific sectors in, in, in technology. Mm-hmm. Whereas now what we are seeing is almost every business, every sector is, to an extent, is leveraging analytics. Okay, so really, as these new applications are being tried and tested using AI and machine learning. It's just opening the door from business analytics and more and more industries. Yeah, very much so. What makes a candidate a good fit for this program? Sure, Chris. That's a, that's actually a good question. So basically, we want our student to gain some understanding of what analytics is, the foundation of machine learning and data mining techniques, and gain some skills with regards to implementations of those techniques in computer programs. So as a result, we have students coming from business um, degrees, from finance, marketing, accounting, management. We have students coming from computer science and engineering, and we have students coming from other um, science degrees. So as you can imagine, the program is pretty diverse in terms of the students who are participating. The expectation from us is that student has some you know, prior exposure to general area of statistics and have some understanding of business in general. Uh, for some of our students who are coming from, let's say, computer science, the coding part is probably easier. For those who are coming from business degrees, they may need to put some more efforts on freshing up their, their skills in terms of uh, programming. The assumption from our side is that people who are joining the program did not have significant coding experience at all. So as long as there is a willingness to learn these new techniques, I think they, it would make them suitable for the program. But in general, having some exposure in general areas of business statistics and some basic computer literacy skills would be definitely useful. You mentioned the diverse nature of the students in the business analytics program. Because of the diverse nature of the students that we have in the program, this allows the students not only to learn from the faculty, but also to learn from each other. And the way assignments are designed in the program is that almost all of the assignments are hands-on assignments. And we very much focus on practical applied projects throughout the program. And we try to assign students in groups such that they can complement each other. So if there is one student with good computer programming background, we try to basically match them with somebody who has a very good understanding of the business. Let me jump back real quick. You mentioned uh, practical application assignments. So are they actually doing work for outside companies? Oh, this is actually a very good question that you asked, Chris, because as I said, the key for us is to make sure that the students are prepared for the job market after graduation, right? And therefore, uh, to fulfill this need, we try either to work directly with our industry partners. So many of the projects that we work on during the program are the projects that are defined by industry partners. 
So we are basically partnering with, uh, with industry. They come up to our classes with their problems. They share the data as well. And they're also student receive supervisioning from the industrial supervisors who would be working on during the project. So everything would be very much similar to what student would work after graduation. So again, the key objective for us is to make sure that once students graduate, they are ready to work in an industry. And as a result of that, um, the, the assignments and deliverables has been designed to be as realistic oh, as possible. Oh, excellent. By going through practical deliverables and practical projects that will make sure that they will feel comfortable once they graduate work as a, as analytics okay. professionals. Oh, very good. Chris, over the past few years, we had over 88% of our students place after graduation. And that is because of few things. First of all, this is because of the nature of the program that has been designed to be very much in line with the needs of the industry, but also the growing demand from the industry. Can you tell us about the rankings that this program is getting? Sure, Chris. So last year, we have been officially ranked as one of the top 75 Master in Business Analytics program globally by the QS ranking, which is one of the leading bodies for ranking academic programs. Uh, We are basically working continually to even improve the program and improve our ranking as well. This is a STEM-designated program, which means that for international students, once they get the OPT after the graduation, they have the possibility to extend it for another two years. So this is normally referred to as the extended OPT, which essentially means that they would be able to work up to three years after graduation without a need for any sponsorship from a company. And that makes it also much easier for companies to um, to hire graduates once they graduate uh, from the program as well. Oh, that's a nice incentive. Yeah, definitely. How can somebody who's interested in the Master in Business Analytics program at Kent State University learn more? I would definitely encourage anyone who is interested to go to our website for MSBA uh, program at Kent State University. We try to basically provide all necessary information with regards to the courses that we are offering, the logistics of the application, the application process, the deadlines and the requirements for the program on the website. But also I encourage students to get in touch with me as a director of the program if they have any question and they want uh, any clarification with regards to the application process or uh, if they have any question with regards to the program itself. Also, we are happy to connect prospective students to our current students who are willing to share their experience with the prospective students as well. So that could be also another option. Well, Dr. Rezevi, I'm really glad to have had this opportunity to talk about this program. It sounds like it's a, it's a great opportunity for students who are interested in business as well as analytics, which exercises both sides of your brains, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. And thank you so much, Chris, for having me. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. See you in the halls at the College of Business Administration. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> bye Much appreciation to Dr. Rezevi for sharing such a rich overview of the growing importance of data analytics in business and the expanding career opportunities that exist for those skilled in business analytics. To learn more about pursuing a degree in business analytics, either in person or online at Kent State, visit kent.edu forward slash business forward slash MSBA.
Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes of Breaking Down Business. Thank you for joining us for Breaking Down Business, brought to you by the Kent State College of Business Administration, offering 10 undergraduate majors, online and in-person MBA programs, and a comprehensive PhD program. Learn more about the many ways to pursue a business education at Kent State at kent.edu forward slash business.